We're chipping away at everything that isn't you, reconnecting with the part of yourself that loves you unconditionally, sees the real you, and accepts your authentic self. When you disconnect from the opinions of others, work in your mindset, and stand in your power, you feel expanded, alive, and confident. This podcast is where we discuss a range of topics that help you bring you back to your heart space. Topics like body image healing, your relationship with food, mind and body connection, mindset and relationships. We get real, we get messy, we're vulnerable and we're unfiltered. This is Heart Space with Stacey. Um, Today I'm joined by Renee Ash Kettle and I'm so excited to have Renee because we've done something similar to this before probably like this time last year in terms of um, things that I released on Instagram and and was really powerful chats um, and conversations and you've come so far in your journey since then so I'm also really keen (laughs) to explore that and um, talk about your coaching and how what you help people with so um, I'll hand over to you and um, thank you so much for being here I really appreciate your time um, but I'll hand over to you because I'm really keen to understand like your story how you got to where you are today and I guess the challenges that you've worked through and, and how you did that. Yeah cool thank you for having me and thank you so much for the compliment on that that means a lot <laughs> you always never like appreciate how far you've come until someone really points it out do you um, but I guess for me Oh, where do I start with my journey? It became, so when I was back in 2018, when I was living in Melbourne, so I had come back from living five years abroad um, and I was living in, in London and I was doing a whole travel thing. And I got to a point where I moved back to Melbourne and realized just how incredibly, I guess, broken and lost and just in a really bad place I was. And when I say that, it just meant like I had, I had had like, a pretty colorful upbringing and like colorful few years over in Europe. And when I got back, like I was just finding myself extremely depressed. I felt extremely lost. Didn't know who I was. Like I was like filled with anxiety and just like all the things. And it got to the point where I was just like, I can't like take this anymore. Like I can't, I was noticing these like toxic cycles in terms of just always needing to get hammered and like being, being really unfulfilled and having all like the meaningful sex, unmeaningful sex and like all those toxic things that you do. And a part of me realized like, there's something a lot deeper going on here because whilst I'm doing this and acting like I'm really happy, like I'm feeling like extremely opposite. And I'm realizing that I'm putting like this fake kind of person out to the world. That's really not true to what's going on inside. Um, And then I started kind of like, I first actually started seeing a naturopath because like my whole body was sick too, right? So like I had really bad digestive system. I had really bad hair. Like I had really bad like skin. Like all my my body was like literally screaming at me. Like you are so fucking like, (laughs) yeah, like Erin, nothing's working. Um, And within this as well, like I felt really lonely. And that was because I didn't have like, meaningful relationships I had like really surface level friendships um so I started being like like I need to like sort this out like and it became apparent to me that for many many years I was looking for happiness in an outside thing so I was looking for happiness in being in like a social scene and like traveling and taking lots of drugs and partying and doing what I what I was masking to be as normal and young and having fun but really I was just like covering up stuff from underneath so I started seeing like a naturopath and going that way and started working on like my kind of my health my physical health um and then I started just I guess like journaling and started like really revisiting things from my path and my past and it happened at the time my family started visiting me from New Zealand and I had really bad relationship with my family because of my upbringing like I wasn't with my parents I was with it in like a 
very um, emotionally unsupportive household with an abusive stepdad and like my dad wasn't around and it was all really like hectic and when my family was coming over to see me and I was having these chats with them I was like becoming really apparent to me that that was the reason why I was acting in such a toxic way um, and so I guess from there that just started my journey of really just like uncovering how my childhood was affecting my inability to be an adult um, and I was finding ways to hide my pain so like for example drinking and like even exercising and like having um like really unhealthy sexual relationships and really just trying to find my power and try to find happiness and fulfillment in these external things and the more I guess I started actually going inwards and like digging things up and building like an understanding of myself the more compassion I had for myself and the more I was able to just um I guess grow and develop as a person and yeah. That's where it all kind of started. Um, and I guess it's just evolved since then. So we obviously had um, that mega lockdown in Melbourne, which I know you were a part of. And that gave me the chance to really stop. So like I moved back obviously from London and I got the good job and I was doing this work on myself, but I was still keeping myself like busy, busy, busy. Like I'd throw myself into this like crazy hectic nine to five job. And then I was like going out in the weekend still. And I was like exercising a hell of a lot, but I thought I was doing the right thing and then when I got this chance to stop suddenly because everything shut down and I wasn't able to just throw myself into social scenes and like get busy with a job I still realized how like seriously unfulfilled I was um so then I just started doing more studying and like again like I just went like a layer deeper into myself because I had so much more time um and that kind of opened more Pandora's box in terms of healing for me so it's been like a massive journey <laughs> um, yeah. and like, the journey continues still like it always is evolving but I guess it's the main thing for me and what I like to coach about is the way we act if we're not in, if we're not feeling fulfilled or if we're not feeling completely happy or aligned there's a reason behind that and it's like about taking the moments to actually stop and actually start going within and looking within yourself to find out what's going on because often we will mask our shit because it's easier that way we can avoid it and like humans are so yeah. good at avoiding like we just avoid everything but that creates more heartbreak and hurt because you're yeah. like depriving yourself of what it is that you need and you're depriving yourself of showing up as you because you're showing up with someone out as someone else through fear um so that's yeah that's I guess my head my a foot into my story <laughs> um so in your like that takes so much self-awareness to go from like masking of like exercise alcohol sex to then realizing like that's like there's something deeper than that did you have like a turning point or was there something particular that happened that made you think like ah oh, this isn't right and maybe I should look into this yeah and honestly it was just it sounds so woo-woo but it was just a deep knowing like we all have a deep knowing and like you know it in your gut and like like I said I was just I was doing these things I was feeling so not how I should like doing all these things, yet feeling super lonely and feeling super self-critical and feeling super anxious. And it was like, something's not wrong. Like I was completely insomniac. Like I felt like people didn't know me for who I was. And it was funny. Like I do remember one guy telling me once, um, fuck, what was the comment? It like really stuck with me and now I forgot it. It was something like, oh, like I had a crush on you when I first met you and then I really just started to hate you because of like the person that you were like the person that I was showing yeah and like I was like oh and then I had another comment from someone once being like because I'd spent like 
actually some sober, sober time, like going out for breakfast and going for some walks with someone. And before that, they hadn't really, they'd only really known me at a surface level. And they're like, fuck, you're actually so different to the person that I thought you were. Like, I thought you were just like a joke. And it was just like hearing these things was like, fuck, like I know the person I am inside. Yeah, I'm showing this completely different side of myself to the world and like why am I doing that like why are these people saying these things to me when I know I'm so loving and kind and caring yet they're seeing they're telling me they're seeing me in a completely different light so I guess like a mixture of me I mean you know like yeah I know I'm not showing up because I'm scared and like for some reason within me I feel this way when I'm on my own but like when I go out into the world I just act so different and guarded and like why is that like I deserve to not be doing that and like I don't want people to think of me in a light that's so untrue to who I am and so when you started to do that like how did like how did you start to do that what was the first step so you mentioned journaling but you know, for someone who's potentially in that space where they're like, I'm not showing up as my authentic self, or I don't even know who my authentic self is because yeah. I've been told that who I am is my job title or my relationship status or how much money I have. Like, how do you actually go into inwards and find that self-discovery? Um, or what was like the first step that you took in order to do that? Yeah, 100%. Like there's multiple, multiple things we can do. I think you touched on something near. It's like, who am I underneath all the hats? And I think one thing to really know and like be aware of is that we get given a lot of hats. Like, for example, you are now suddenly like a wife or you're this corporate hat or you're this job title. And like, we also nearly get like the hat of this is what you have to do and be to be successful kind of thing. So we start like striving for these hats that we are told that we need to have and then that's what we start doing. We become so out of alignment. So like for me, the, the really first thing was just having like a good reality check and being like, okay, like I know that this is not me and this is not what I want to be doing, but like, what am I and who am I wanting to be doing? And the first thing is to start looking at is like, well, what do I value? Um, and this comes up a lot and it's like, well, what are my values? And it's a tricky one because at that point you don't know what they are and it takes time to actually really just tune into that and be like, hey, what is it that I value? Um, and eventually you can start hashing it out. And then when you look at what you value versus what you're doing, it's like, you can really start lining up the dots. Like for me, it's like, okay, I value connection. I value freedom. I value um, support. And then I was looking at my life where like I had no connection with people. I had absolutely no freedom because I was in this like nine to five locked in job. I didn't have support from people. And it's like, okay, why don't I have that? It's like, well, I don't let people support me. Um, I've got myself in this nine to five job because I think it's a good job title and it's got like 120K salary. And then it's like, well, does money in a job title mean anything to me? And it's like, well, no, it doesn't. So then therefore, why am I chasing that? Um, does, does that kind of make sense? So yeah. it's like the first thing for me is like, really start self-actualizing and be like, well, what do I love? What do I want? And with the awareness of we can get forced, we have these forced beliefs on us from like our family or like social media or like what success is just like the world telling us that this is what we've got to do. And if we don't do that, then we feel like we're failing. Or if we do do that, we'll probably be feeling pretty uncontent. So it's like, just rewiring that and coming back to like what you actually think is important and like what you value as a human for your life because everyone is different and like we can all create a unique path so yeah that's so powerful because I think like people are also really scared to uncover like if they do that what am I going to find and does that mean oh, that yeah. I'm going to have to change my life and 
So when you went through all this, like, did you maintain friendships? Did you completely change your environment? Like what happened when you started to do this self-discovery and you're like, well, actually I don't like going out and drinking all the time. And I do value, you know, connection and I'm not having connection. Like what did that look like in terms of your reality? Such a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's like you, you live as this person for so long and then suddenly you're like, fuck, like, I've been living like a lie basically and it's real confronting like especially as humans we don't like a lot of us don't like change and we love safety right so suddenly if you're like it's like it'd be like if you when you believe in Santa as a kid right and then someone tells you Santa's not true and you're just like what like it's just like this real overwhelming like what do you mean like it's really hard and then with that comes like complete just like I guess even like emptiness and confusion because it's like well who am I then and and yeah I guess for me a hard part was a a big part was my family so there was a lot of shifts within that and then like having conversations with certain people in my family I found myself hating other parts of my family and I really had to like rebuild relationships there and learn how to be compassionate and like understand that throughout my upbringing and the things that affected me those people were also going through their own shit too. And they were just doing the best that they could, which then obviously had a leak on effect to me. So like finding a place of like compassion for everyone involved and then understanding that it wasn't actually targeted at me. Like I wasn't, it wasn't that there was no love for me. It wasn't that they didn't want to support me. It was the fact that they didn't know how, cause they were like so young and going through their own shit as well. So like finding that compassion within the people that did have laid a hurt on me or was responsible for the hurt with me, I guess was a big thing. Um, but then at the same time, knowing that I wasn't allowed to be angry because they did hurt me. So there was like that kind of roller coaster. Um, and then, yeah, suddenly like going out doesn't fulfill you anymore. And like having the conversations with people that I was always hanging out with didn't seem really like nourishing to me. And then you go through the whole, oh, I don't want to think I'm better than them. And like, what if I have nobody? But like, what we've got to remember is it's okay to let go of people. Like people serve you for certain points of your life. And when we keep evolving and leveling up, the more we create space for like what we want to drop in, the easier that it will. So if you're hanging out with people that are like making you feel shit about yourself or like making you do things that aren't in alignment with your values, if we can kind of move away from that, then we'll create space for people that like will support you and have deep conversations with you. So um, I think that's so um, such an important point to make because, and this is something that I probably learned so much in the past two years as well, is that you're right. People kind of not serve a purpose. It's not like they're there to like be slave to you. Like what but, you want and flick them off. Yeah, <laughs> everyone comes into your life to teach you a lesson or to like heal a part of you and so often we like cling on to these relationships because like, well, I don't want to lose them. I don't want to lose them. And it's not necessarily just a relationship. It's like friendships or, you know, colleagues or whatever it is. And when you actually look at what has that relationship provided me, like I've actually healed this part of myself or they've taught me this really important lesson. And now I'm okay to depart with that because it means that something else is going to come in. That's Mm. so important um, because we get so focused on what we're losing and like yeah. on our current reality that we sometimes can't actually see past that. Yeah. And I think that like, especially in the self-transformation space, like you said, it's so scary because we don't know what is coming. We don't know what is on the other side. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that you've been able to be like, well, my life is a freaking shambles, but I'm going to like trust <sighs> that like it's going to come back um, is really powerful. And I think something that I wish a lot more people understood that loss isn't necessarily like a bad thing 
Mm. One thing as well that I've kind of realized is we will hold on and attach to things because obviously we're scared of letting that part of ourselves go. So for example, for me, my story was, you know, I suffered like, um, I had a drug addiction, like all, all these things. And I was like, you know, emotionally abused and rada, rada, rada. And like, that was me. That was what defined me. That was my story. So like, if I let go of that, like, then who am I? And it becomes nearly like an attachment to your past because that, that was your identity. And so it seems weird, but I see it a lot. People do hold on to that version of them because it's all they know. It's what they know. And if I let go of that person and if I let go of like that place and this part of me, then who actually am I? Like, what is my identity? And it becomes like nearly this internal identity crisis because you don't know the person you're about to step into. And that's scary because I don't know, what if I'm no one? And like, <laughs> I think people, um, the hardest thing of letting go and moving on from people is not knowing. Yeah, it's that not knowing of what happens once I let go to everything I've always known. Um, and you see it a lot in relationships and friendships because it's like, well, that's all I have known. So like, this is safe. It's like a comfort zone thing. So we do that with our own personalities and it's, um, yeah, it's quite crazy to see. Mm. And so when you have now like got rid of all of the things, like the external validation of who Renee is, like, how do you build that self love like internally? Um, oh, honestly, it just takes so much time. <laughs> You've got to give yourself time. Um, and like the crux of it is it's just doing the deep inner work right like we will start to look for like external fixes and things to project our energy into but the thing like self-love and self-care I feel like they were buzzwords at the moment and people just throw them around left right and center but like self-love isn't a tangible thing self-love is like a part when you, of yourself within yourself when you can like really get to know yourself, like really acknowledge your dark, really acknowledge your traumas, really acknowledge your toxic shit, acknowledge all of that and have an understanding of all of that. And also at the same time, have deep compassion for that because you know that like, you understand why that's there and you know that you did the best you could and the reasons why they're there were to protect you and serve you and to not judge it and to really just integrate them with your light. So start understanding your personality and your quirks and your values. And as you start to like get to know these things and unravel these things, it becomes real easy to actually begin to love yourself because you understand the reason why you feel this way. You like understand your emotions, you understand like your triggers, like, it's just deep understanding and deep compassion of yourself. And I feel like that is the baseline skeleton of being able to then cultivate this sense of like confidence and just like being able to set boundaries because you, you know your worth, you know what you've been through. And to you, it just seems crazy to settle for anything less because you're like, well, I do deserve this. Um, and you've got to show yourself that love first. And shit's going to keep coming and rocking you as well. Like I sit there in this position now where like, I mean, I'm definitely not perfect, but like I'm coaching people how to do this. But then I still have days where like something will come and rattle me and roll me. And because I've built this foundation of the self-trust and the compassion, I'm able to just kind of handle it because it's like, it's not gonna, and there was like a saying, like people will come and shake you up, but you've just got to have steady um, like infrastructure or like foundation foundation thank you um so that when like the storm comes along and rattles and maybe takes off all the painting and all like the chandeliers you've still got that structure there and you can just keep rebuilding so yeah that's so cool and I think that's really um an interesting point is like loving the dark and toxic parts of yourself as well because they're the parts that like obviously like with shadow work and every positive 
positive, I say in inverted commas, every good um, quality, there's like an equal shadow part. Like there's something that is behind it. And because we're humans, we have every single personality trait, every single characteristic on a spectrum. And if we're only loving ourselves for the good parts, like there's going to be this disconnect of when we do something that's perceived as bad or not able to forgive our past because we were a bad person. So I think it's so important to actually be able to acknowledge that I'm a really caring, loving person, but in the past, maybe sometimes I am also manipulative or, you know, all of everything and love yourself for that, the whole version of yourself. So in terms of like um, loving that, is that like, what sort of process did you go through in terms of like unraveling that? Was it just, like I'm just going to like a decision of like I'm just going to love who I am, the dark and the bad. Did you do like um I know a lot of people do like journaling or like shadow work or what was that process for you? Um oh, I'm just trying to like for me it's like just continuously doing the work on it, but also having fun with it. So for me to start really building up that um kind of like self-love love and self-worth I would do like small little things daily so for example start making myself really uncomfortable in the sense of like like even like wearing little sexy lingerie around the house and it sounds like so unrelated but like when you start to actually be confident within your physical vessel you can start to build that confidence internally so it was like things like that and like getting so uncomfortable like I took myself on out for a date once that made me nearly want to cry and I just did it anyway because and then like you slowly start to build like this confidence and I think like the confidence is everything um and there's like a few little things you can do as well so like for example we start to be really like self-loathing on ourselves and I started doing daily things where like I would take note and like literally write them down of all the tiny little things that like lit me up all the tiny little things that I was proud of that I did or maybe I like told someone please don't speak to me like that or maybe like I just stood up for myself or like these tiny little things and at the end of the day I would actually start going through my day because when you're in this really bad headspace it's very easy to fixate on all the bad shit the shit that pissed you off the things that you hated like oh my god I said that or I fucked that up but like when you actually start making like conscious notice of okay oh my god I actually did that today and like I was feeling so depressed this morning and I got up out of bed and I went to work like all these like tiny little things that you can start doing to like notice how fucking incredibly powerful you are um that to me really started helping Mm. um and also just communication and like brutal honesty with myself so I was like a massive avoider so like I avoided everything like no like just it's not true and so like just being really frank with myself so being like okay today I'm feeling like really I don't know say frustrated angry or triggered and then just allowing that in and allowing that anger in and that the trigger emotion in and actually like sit with it I feel like for me the biggest part has been embodying all of my emotions so when I start to get angry or like frustrated rather than like pushing them away or like I don't know having a glass of wine or going for a run to avoid them literally just sitting there and like letting that emotion come over me and just seeing what happens um and like nearly conditioning my nervous system to be like oh okay like this is fine like there is nothing wrong with feeling like this like you're all good kind of thing yeah that's so interesting because I think so like we're scared of those emotions and that's when we mask because we're like I'm not allowed to be angry because anger has been like for me as a child I had you know anger was like a no-go no-go emotion and so now when not now but whenever I'm in well I was an adult before I went through actual therapy to work through that I was like no I can't do anger I don't do anger because I'm not allowed to go there and so 
that's probably an outlet of like over exercise and like you said like glass of wine or something because we're like I can't do that emotion so yeah. being able to sit with it is fucking scary because you're like oh what is this yeah. I I feel like a lot of people have this relationship with anger. And so me personally, anger was super unsafe. So like I would watch my stepdad get angry and it was very like, you know, like physical and jarring and scary. And like, for me, I was like, or like, you know, mum would yell at you because she's unhinged and give me a smack. But like for me, anger seemed really like it's a no-go zone because it makes me feel really unsafe. So I did the same thing as you. And I was like, I'm not allowed to feel any anger because for me it's vicious and it's, hurtful and it's hatred and it's like it makes me like I don't want to be that person so I like wouldn't allow anger into me so then I'll get angry and I'll do like you said all these unhealthy things to process it or I wouldn't process it and I'll just fucking implode one day and go off at someone which is so unhealthy and I had I was doing a I had a I was in a coaching container once with my coach Louise and she brought it up and she actually told me something that I think has stuck with me for so long she was like why do you hate anger what are you scared about it and she said, emotions don't have, aren't a thing. Like you, she said, you don't just run into a lump of angry fucking evil anger. Like they don't exist. Emotions are just energy. So the more that you can actually just feel into it and sit into it, the more you'll know, like it's nothing. Like emotions can only be what you perceive them to be. Mm-hmm. So if you've had a bad experience of anger, you're going to think it's bad. But if you start to have like a creative kind of like, different experience with anger you'll start to know it's actually safe that's a cute dog in the background um <laughs> he's not gonna pee <laughs> but yeah so it's um it's really interesting and I think the the just learning of that and like I mean I have angry parties or like even just sitting in and like when you start to feel an emotion come over you just close your eyes and actually start feeling it in your body and noticing where it moves what it does and like you might start crying or you might start like oh like punching but just like letting that come through you and it's like really insightful what actually happens yeah I think I need to do that more because I did that a lot um when I was like really working on myself and I think now it's kind of become more natural for me to do that but I haven't actually just sat and felt for so long like I always I always am trying to intellectualize it of like why do I feel this what what is that coming from when sometimes you actually just need to like just sit and be like okay it's there it's uncomfortable it's fine and then like move on so I'm you've inspired me to just sit sometimes thanks it's hard to do and like our human brain and our mind is like can be our biggest ally and 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 enemy in the sense of like emotions are kind of out of the realm of our mind because there's so many contributing factors as to how our mind's going to change it up like oh, this has been bad before or like this isn't what we do. Like, you know, it will overthink these emotions and tell you how to act. Mm. Whereas if you actually allow your body to just sit with it, it's going to be a lot of a different and more different experience than you trying to like make sense of it or like your brain's going to try and protect you. So like do all the crazy human things when really like it is just a fucking emotion. It's energy. Like you can literally just sit with it and like let it land. Um, So yeah, let me know. It's very powerful. Um, and so I'm keen to understand, uh, like, you've obviously been through this huge journey. So how is your life different now? Because I know, like, you're obviously in a different state, you're like living very differently. So this whole personal development journey, like, what has that impact been on your life? Yeah, so I guess in big impact is one, a relationship. So from being someone that was so closed off, so scared of emotions, so scared of vulnerabilities, like didn't let anyone in, like literally was just 
so scared of any connection with anyone to then suddenly be in a, a relationship with like my soulmate where we communicate and we talk about feelings and we talk about what's going on. And like for the first time in my life, I feel safe and I feel held and I feel loved. And I'm also able to love back. And like that for me is something that I actually never thought I'd be able to experience. So that's huge for me. Um, and everything's just so much karma. Like I used to be so like, up and down and all over the show and frantic and like to suddenly be in a lifestyle where I can like wake up and actually do what feels good and nourishes my body, nourishes my mind and like go for quiet beach walks and just do the things that fulfill me on so many levels rather than living a life that is so unfulfilling, but I'm just pretending that it does and pretending that I'm happy. It's two like very different things. So yeah, there's just like a lot of love and a lot of contentment and just a lot of like happiness because I'm doing the things that my soul wants. Um, and at the same time, just like, I don't know, completely surrendered to like, to everything and like in flow. And it's just a different realm to anxious anxiety, like in my head, like, I mean, my periods come back for one, like I used to not have a period because I was so like messed up, like to actually live in a body that's happy and isn't in pain. And like, my mind is clear and I can make decisions and just feel grounded is it, it's, I didn't think I'd be able to do it. And like, I can, <laughs> and everyone can. So I think that for me is, is, is huge and why I do the work that I do. Yeah. And so with the people that you do work with, like what are they coming to you for? Like what sort of pains or symptoms? Like what is their, um, I don't want to say their issue, but like, why are they, why are they coming to you? What is it that they're struggling with? Um, like a range of things. I feel like a lot of people just come in and extremely lost, um, like don't know where they're going, don't know what they're doing. And it's like, I feel like the clients I like to work with uh, when they're in this life that they're, they're in and then they're just knowing that there's something more and like knowing that they need to be doing something else, but they just can't seem to get there or like they keep victimizing themselves and like falling into old toxic patterns and like, like one man I was just working with, he was um, a massive plasterer and he said he's got this great life, but then he just goes off the rails and starts getting into the gambling and the drugs. And like, why does he do that? And so for us, it was like working on, okay, well, what are you band-aiding? So let's like come back to the underneath. So it's like people that are getting themselves in like these loops and like these toxic circles and they're just wanting to like cut it out completely. Um, and I guess a lot of women that I work with, it's all around self-esteem, like just feeling completely like, um, like their light's been shined out if that makes sense and they're just like sitting in the sitting in the corner and like I don't know in bad relationships and just really wanting to just be able to just be free mm, that's so powerful I guess and like I so resonate with that sitting with a light out it's like finding that spark again and being able to actually like get yeah. your life back into people that's awesome mm. well I've loved this conversation there are so many um so many golden nugget nuggets and so many things that I think people and I've taken away from this in terms of like like healing yourself and not being scared of the person that you are and being able to actually change your life and yeah it might be scary but what's scarier is actually living a life that is not aligned to you and I think you've also mentioned a few times that the impact that had on your physical body like mm. although something physically might not have been wrong the impact that our like authentic selves or our mindset and you know it's so interconnected and I think people forget that we have a body they forget that oh yes. like this integrated being and we're just this floating head but mm -hmm. the impact that it can have when you actually like 
live authentically and treat yourself well on your body on physical ailments on like digestion it's yeah. just so it's crazy to understand that it can have such an impact but I think it's really cool that you've highlighted that as well because so often we focus on just the physicalness of like I've got a digestion problem so I need to like change my food but we're actually not looking at the, like the mental side of that and how it's all interconnected yeah um, like the mind body connection is so strong and I feel like something that always stands out to me is you can see people like we all know like an old person I'm thinking of someone in particular that is so shut off and you can tell they've got so much wounding and trauma there and they end up just being really sick physically like literally physically sick but bitter and spiteful and like it just eats you up. So like, I really think it's important to not end up like that when you've got the ability to actually, like actually truly be completely content and like live this life that you think you can't. Like why shut it off? Like open up Pandora's box and like you can have it. So yeah, it's it's really important. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I've loved this conversation and I will, how can people get in touch with you or find you? Yeah, so um, Instagram is a great way to get me. So reneeashkittle.coach. And I also have my email address, contact at reneeashkittle.com. If they want to drop in, I would love to chat. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes as well so anyone can follow you and contact you if needed. But thank you so much for your time. It has been amazing chatting with you as always. And yeah, it's been a very valuable conversation. Thanks so much for having me. See you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Heart Space with Stacey. I hope you got a lot of value from this conversation. A quick reminder that Binge Pray Love applications are open for one more week. I will be closing them at the end of this week. So if you do want to stop your relationship with binge eating, stop emotional eating, get a really joyous, free relationship with food and love the body that you're in, send in an application. I will include that in the show notes and I have included all of Renee's details in the show notes as well. If you are loving the podcast so far, feel free and please do share it with your friends, rate it, save it on all the podcast apps. It really helps get our name out there. Looking forward to speaking with you in another week.